Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Christ follower, listen up. You possess Him. That's not even the question. The question is, does He possess you? I'm talking, of course, about the filling of the Holy Spirit. There are three terms that get used uh, when, it's, uh, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And sometimes uh, I believe believers can get confused in the use of those three terms and what they mean and how they interact with each other. And those three terms are the following. First of all, we talk about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then we talk about the filling of the Holy Spirit. So are they the same thing? Are they different? Uh, how do they relate to one another? Let me just quickly review that because on uh, the previous podcast, podcast 185, I, I talked about that in a little bit more detail. And I would encourage you to, if you haven't listened to go back and listen to podcast 185 as well. So the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is when he comes to live in us. That is just incredible that God, the Holy Spirit, would live in us. But at the moment of salvation, at the moment we trust Christ and are converted and become a part of the body of Christ, God takes up his residence in us. God, the Holy Spirit, indwells us. He comes into our lives, into us, and lives in us and with us. Jesus promised that that would happen in Romans, I'm sorry, in John chapter 14. And in Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 9, he says that if we do not have the Spirit of Christ, we are none of His. And so every believer, every last Christ follower is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. But then also we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what is that? Well, the Word of God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, that we are baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. When does that happen? That happens at the moment of conversion, at the moment of salvation, the moment we trust Jesus. The Holy Spirit immerses us. He identifies us into the body of Christ. He makes us a part of the family of God a part of the church, capital C, of Jesus Christ. Every last believer, and the scriptures are clear there in those verses, whether Jew or Gentile, whether slave or free, it doesn't matter what your standing is. Every last person that trusts Christ is, is baptized into the body of Christ. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is, it, it is an event that occurs at salvation. And so, both of these first two events, the indwelling of the Spirit, Him coming to live in us, and the baptism of the Spirit, Him placing us in the body of Christ, they happen at the moment of salvation, and they are a one-time-only event. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the filling of the Spirit is something different. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so I want to talk about that, uh, the filling of the Spirit. Where did, what is it? Well, first of all, here, be filled is a verb, and it is a verb that is in the present imperative tense. 
what that simply means is, as an imperative, it is a command. We are commanded to be filled with the Spirit. The fact that it is in the present tense is, is it is an ongoing, uh, repeated event. And so that could better be translated, instead of be filled with the Spirit, it could better be translated, be being filled with, be being filled over and over with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? If we already have Him, if He's already there, do we keep getting Him? And the answer to that is no. That is not what that means. If you look at the verse again, the first part of the verse tells us what not to do. It says, do not get drunk with wine. In other words, don't uh, come under the influence of, the control of alcohol. You know, when we're drunk, we're under the influence when we're drunk, there is an outside substance that comes into our body that controls what we do. The, we act in a way we don't normally act. We speak in a way that we don't normally speak. And I hope that that's not your, uh, your experience presently, no matter what it's been in the past. Don't get drunk. Don't get under the influence of of, of alcohol, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so in that contrast, uh, basically what he's saying is don't be under the influence of something else, but be under the influence, under the control of the Holy Spirit. That's what's being said here. That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. It means that we are under the control of the Holy Spirit. And, and it, it says that when you're drunk with, with alcohol, it is dissipation. That's just a big word that means this. It is, it is uh, the excessive use of, it's the wasteful use of, it leads to riotous living, it leads to licentious living. living. Look, when someone's under the influence of alcohol or of drugs, they do things that, that, that they should never do. They say things that they should never say. They act in, a, in an extremely fleshly manner, a terrible manner. Uh, and and uh, so he says, don't do that, but be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And when we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, under the control of the Holy Spirit, we're going to do things and we're going to say things that we normally would not say in the flesh, in the flesh. In other words, uh, if, I'm, if I'm living in the flesh, if I'm making my own fleshly decision and somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm liable to say something not nice. I'm liable to do something not nice in the flesh. But if I'm under the control of an outside influence who lives in me, the Holy Spirit, if I'm under his influence and someone cuts, cuts me off, I'm going to uh, say something or do something that, that I wouldn't normally do if I wasn't under his influence or under his control. Instead of saying something mean to that person uh, or doing something mean, I, I'm going to be gentle and I'm going to let it go. You follow what I'm saying living under the Holy Spirit's influence, being filled with Him rather than filled with alcohol or something else or my own self, filled with myself. Rather than that, I'm filled with, under the control of the Holy Spirit. Um, in, in the context here of, of Ephesians chapter 5, there are, there's one word that's mentioned three times that's very similar to this, and it's the word walk. Chapter 5 verse 2 says, walk in love. 
Chapter 5, verse 8 says, walk as children of light. And then uh, verse 15 says, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Walk wisely. So walk in love, walk in the light, and walk wisely. Walking is one step at a time, and it is a, uh, a metaphor, an, a- an analogy for living our lives. We live our life one step at a time, one decision as a, at a time. And we walk according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. We walk not by the flesh, but by the Spirit. Live your life not in a fleshly way, according to the desires of the flesh, but live your life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's being filled with the Spirit. How many times are we filled with the Spirit? We are filled multiple times with the Spirit. We're filled many times a day with the Spirit. You see, every day we're confronted with choices. Uh, we're confronted with the choice of, of our attitude, what our attitude is in various situations. We're confronted with the choice of what our motivation is. Is it the right motive, the wrong motive? We're confronted with the choice of what to say or not to say, of how to act or how not to act. All of those are steps in our walk, in our journey. Um, every day, a walk. And so multiple times a day, we have the choice to act out of the flesh act to take control, you know, of, of, and make the wrong decision or to yield, to yield control to the, to the, to the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter six, verses 13 and 19 tell us to yield, to present ourselves to God, to the, to the spirit of God, uh, not to the flesh, but to God. And so on a moment by moment basis, we consciously yield ourselves, present ourselves, submit ourselves to the control of the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that look like? Well, Colossians chapter 3 is an awesome verse that helps us out. It says this, Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. Okay? Now remember, the Holy Spirit, He is in us. Let the word of Christ dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and so on. And so... Um, synonymous with the filling of the Spirit is the filling of the Word of God. After all, the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word of God. The Word of God uh, is the Word of the Spirit. It is the words of the Spirit. Do you want to hear the Spirit talk? Do you want to hear the Spirit talk? Well, I'm going to tell you. The Holy Spirit talks through the Word that He's already written. And so if you want to hear the voice of the Spirit, open up the Bible, read the Word, and let Him guide you and teach you. And those words will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you through the already written Word of God. And here, we're told to let the Word of God richly dwell in us. Let it, let it come in and saturate our hearts and souls. Psalm 119 is a great psalm to read. It's, it, it, it talks about taking the Word of God in, meditating on it, memorizing it, letting it guide our light, life. And, and it'll keep us from sin, and it'll cause us to walk in righteousness. And the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us that word and guides us in that word and gives us the power to live in obedience to that word. And that is the filling of the Holy Spirit. And it happens uh, over and over in our lives, continuously in our lives. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21, we see the evidences, some of the evidences of the filling of the Spirit. It says, first of all, in verse 19, that we 
will be speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with our heart to the Lord. And so an evidence of the filling of the Spirit is, is as we sing to each other and we sing uh, publicly to each other uh, the good news. Uh, we praise Him through songs and then also privately in our hearts we praise Him. We're speaking to one another, singing. And then verse 20 says, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. And so a second evidence of the filling of the Holy Spirit is a spirit of gratitude, giving thanks giving thanks to God in all things. And all things are not always good, are they? Circumstances are not always good, but we have a spirit of gratitude. And do you know the opposite of that is ungratefulness, and that is, in God's book, a sin that's listed along with adultery and other things. God takes uh, unthankfulness very seriously and ingratitude very seriously. And so a filling of the Spirit will cause us to be grateful. And then thirdly, in verse 21, it says, submitting ourselves to one another in the fear of Christ. And and so it is that mutual humility of submission, humbling ourselves and submitting ourselves to others in the body of Christ. And to and and uh, and the following verses talk about wives submitting to their husbands and husbands submitting to their wives. And if you go into verse, uh, into chapter 6, it talks about children submitting to their parents. And then it talks about uh, employees submitting to their employer and vice versa. And so there is that mutual submission that comes about through the control of the Holy Spirit. And that's not normal in the flesh. We want to do our own thing and be in control. But when we submit to one another, it's an evidence of the filling of the Spirit. I ask you today, first of all, are you a child of God? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Have you been saved? Have you been converted and born again into the family of God? And if you have Him, does He have you? Are you under His control? Uh, Are you being filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, something to think about. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.